0: Welcome to the Shelter Footycast, Will Schofield, Mark Reddings taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead, Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now mate, are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon but I'm on board with you Scoey, if you take me to the promised land I'm there. VIP content, discounts and much more, backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom.
0: Shelter Footycast live from Backchat Studio. That's the Southern River Band boys. I was with Kel on the weekend, actually, Skater. I'll give you an update on that in a little bit. Uh, Shelter Footycast on socials. Backchat Studios, one of us has a back, one of us doesn't, and it's actually the younger of the two. My back is cooked, Skater. You actually look fresh, though. She didn't have a weekend on the gas. So that's st- the- well, I couldn't. I sh- <laughs> I've strapped myself in here. I've come in. You've come in looking nice, I might add. Yeah. Um, you, you're chuckling. You, you're actually chuckling. We just started. I said, "Shut up, Scott. We're starting. You, you're starting. You're chuckling." No, what just... are you chuckling about? Oh,
1: I just, you know, just look at the the front page of the game, and there it is, Scully, just pointing fingers. And
0: I saw you. I saw your bobblehead <laughs> pop up in the middle of the paper somewhere. Yeah, oh, I was, was going with the
1: ANZAC uh, oh. service, which the Dockers did really well, by the way. And they had what I liked just quickly about that. They had the ex servicemen and some women. I think. In between each player, so they did that really well. Oh, that's cool. But let's not muck around. How are you feeling after what was a pretty hot afternoon? Yes, I'm calling the West Perth Subi game, a Swan's game. I'm thinking, Scully's going to be cooked here.
0: Yeah, I, I'm actually. I feel cooked. <laughs> I feel i cooked. Like I, I think I got burnt. I didn't put sunscreen on. I forgot. I for footy. I was probably 50-50 on sunscreen for games of footy. I always felt like it—it it was an extra layer of something I didn't need on me. Blokes wearing in the game, I did uh, zinc. Yeah, and, 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 what you, and what do you reckon that says about the blokes wearing zinc? Well, I are smart. I ser- oh, zinc. Like well, seriously. If you get, a, if you want sun protection, put sunscreen on. We well, got zinc, mate. No no no, 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 no. Zinc, zinc is for looks, mate. Just so you know, anyone running around with zinc on is far more concerned about their looks. You, you think just putting it under their eyes? What, what do you think that's about? It's just well, that, other
1: than the looks Let me just say this We Put sunscreen we, want, on. we want people to protect their skin Put be sunscreen sun smart. on It doesn't matter whether it's zinc Or if it's sunscreen We've completely gone out of our lane In the first 90 seconds of this But anyway <laughs> Put sunscreen on well, you didn't put anything on, so at least the bloke with has got some coverage in thirty-degree or twenty-eight-degree
0: weather. <laughs> oh mate, I'll tell you what—I do feel a bit scorched this morning, but that's okay. I might be able to wash it down with the uh, new beer from Shelter, mate. Hang on—is so,
1: are you doing in far more serious? One here was Jason McCartney—a one-off game for North Melbourne after the, the Bali bombings. That was a uh, really serious but
0: emotional time. This isn't a one-off, is it? You're going to have to find out on back chat tonight, Skeeter. We're going to go in depth my waffle debut for the West Coast Waffle Team on Backchat. i give you a little bit here on the Shelter Footycast, but I want people to jump over to Backchat and have a listen. Uh, we're recording this evening. If I'm not in a wheelchair by then, I'd be very surprised. It might not look bad right now, but I've literally sat down here and I've strapped myself in and I will not be moving for the day. Now, um, Skeeter, um, as <laughs> I was saying, as I was saying. hey, <laughs> on a sec. Schofield can't prevent flogging. <laughs> You are weak
1: as piss, not being able to prevent that flogging. Just one man, man. What do you mean? Is there is there an article? Yes, in there? there's a headline saying, as I said, Schofield can't prevent flogging, and oh. there you are, it's standing there looked like you'd had one shelter over the summer and pointing. I don't know. What were you doing? What were you doing there?
0: i uh, having a chat to someone about something. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, keyword there is flog, probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Seriously. I'm um, good on your West Australian. I'm sure there's some more asses being white with that this week. That'll be great. Ooh. Now, thirsty camel clanger of the week. We'll be getting on with that. That could be that article actually. Thirsty camel clanger of the week. Don't forget. Uh, don't run out of your favorites. Grab your shelters at thirsty camel. So we'll have to think about that as we go, Skeeter, what the clanger was of the week. Um, I did want to say about the Root Stout, Skeeter. Have you, did you get your hands on a Root Stout? Well, well
1: given I'm on a uh, day 31 of 50, okay. I, I haven't touched anything of any
0: significance. So, okay. no, but the Root Stout is on the agenda once I get back on. No Stout and no Root for the Skeeter. Okay, <laughs> so uh, big moments of the round. Let's get into it, of course. Will Schofield's waffle out. We'll get into that on the back chat show this afternoon. Um, both WA teams. In a bit of strife, I would have thought.
1: Yeah, and look, uh, I, I've got more... More good things to say
0: about West Coast, believe it or not, than what I have for Fremantle. I think Fremantle. that's like that's genuine, like feeling amongst fans. I, I think Fremantle fans agree because of the expectations. It's just been a butchered season. Yeah, and it's happened early. It's happened
1: ugly. And uh, now is it okay? In, in many respects, you finish outside the top four. I know there was only a point in it, but was the club getting ahead of itself? Did they did they not plan properly for what was to come? was the expectation from externally and, and from people like yourself and Docker supporters thinking that it, the natural progression was just going to happen or it was going to happen. I still can't put my finger on, Sky, what, what exactly is wrong with the team. I mean, their effort is, is there. I know they're trying. I mean, you, you, like they're going yep. – they're having a crack. But the, the
0: methodology seems something that I, I think has got lost in the process. I th- I'm going to keep banging on about it cuz I, you know, hopefully it's something I have got right this year. I, I think that the I spoke about this on radio on the weekend and the more I speak about it the more I think it could be right. I I think I was quite critical of the trade period um when they bought in Jackson. Um you know, I think Jackson's going to be a great player but they they lost depth because of it. And you know, Lloyd Meek and Griffin Logue and Darcy Tucker and Blake Akers and you know, Rory Lobb. Yeah, Rory Lobb. like these guys they're not your highest paid on the list. And, you know, sometimes those guys weren't playing. So it's not like they, like, swapped out five players for one or two with Amira coming back. But they lose Mundy, plus those five. That's that's six guys that at stages last year. They all played. So there's six players that have come out of your team, and they're depth guys, all of them, other than Mundy. But even Mundy towards the back end, I mean, he was that, you know, half-forward, mid-guy, outstanding player. But he, pretty sure had taken the mantle as the number one midfielder, right? So... They've lost six depth guys. That and also that a little, little bit replaced. of culture. A little bit of culture. Griffin Log reportedly well, Griffin Log and Blakey has ran the fines. And you can say what you like, but that is a very, very important part of the footy club. And you can have a laugh about it, but it is. I spoke to one of these Freo blokes. Um, uh, I actually stepped some young kid out in the boundary and left him in my dust and hit up someone in the forward line. The waffle on the weekend skater. Oh, ah. uh, you see, you'll find the highlight. You'll be going into work soon. You can you can search the archives. And I asked one of these East Frere guys, who runs your fines? And he said, "I oh, haven't really been doing that this year. And I, I scoffed at him. I said, oh, you blokes won't be going far this year. I, I, I honestly think it's a huge part of footy is to get in a room, have a laugh, take the piss out of each other, have a laugh. Everyone gets a bit, you know, if there's a bit of underlying tension, do the fines, get it all out in the open, take the piss out of each other. That's what it's actually about. And as, as silly as that sounds... It actually handles a fair bit of stuff. Like men are pretty simple bang skater, as you and I know very well. <laughs> yeah. Right. That I think it handles some stuff that may be going on at Frio that just sort of bubbling on under the surface. You get out in the open, have a laugh, and move on.
1: Yeah. I mean, there has to be something with the way they're playing as well. That that's that's part of the well, issue. So why does no it go question.
0: from well why does it go from last year their their game style holding up or standing up in big games because they did it it wasn't didn't wasn't luck they did it last year. To now? Like, well, what's changed? Well, what's changed is that clubs last year didn't
1: really, I don't think, they had a handle, or maybe respected, or a bit of both, what Fremantle was doing. You can't tell me that a team that finishes fifth, almost in the top four, isn't going to get some real scrutiny. from You just think of someone like Ross Lyon, game one. Yep. Do you think he would have broken that team down, that mm. that style of Justin Longmuir down to a T before round one? And I, I even think that that match was quite pivotal in the mindset and also the, the 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 season that we're, is unfolding now. So, no, I, I think it's there's a lot to do with other clubs putting work into denying Fremantle the way they want to play. But yeah, guys like Brayshaw haven't been playing as well. Haven't been afforded that opportunity. Sarong I think's been um, terrific, but even going through some of the disposal efficiency numbers, he he needs to improve it. He's a
0: young kid. He's a, he's still very early on his. his I don't ever career. look at. I don't ever. I hear that rolled out a lot. The efficiencies. I never look at. Why is that? I, I just think you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna hit and miss targets in AFL footy. And I understand there's some guys that, you know, are Pendlebury or... Well, let's go back to this. I did a like debate that. with Carl this morning. And I said, look, Sorong's leading the dog
1: medal. I think um, he'd be in front yeah. as we speak. Um, and he t- touched on his disposal efficiency. I said, well, I went through some numbers. He's actually gone at 68%, which is... And Clayton Oliver, who's currently third Brownlow medal favourite, 68%. The Bont on the weekend on Friday night went at about 80 or 90% that's elite that's that's yeah. top shelf so oh, look i do i think it's important that but also where where sarong for instance is getting his footy in that congested area i mean to, to the hat kick forward i know it's not pretty but often that the territory gained. so what do you it's, use, well, it's just
0: well it's just never it's never been a thing that i've judged good players on is their efficiency by foot like I, like i judge players on the ability to win the contested ball. So Tim the, Kelly, for instance,
1: 63% yeah, this couldn't, year. couldn't care less. But he's
0: leading the Wolfsville medal, I would have suspect. Well, it's not something that gets highlighted in team meetings at footy clubs if, you, if you're if you missing targets. It's really not. You're expected to work on your skills and so be a skillful player. So what's the barometer then? Um, winning it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, talking about it probably sounds like I should hold more value to the efficiency side of things, but I don't. Yeah, winning it, the, the way you win it, like for, for me, honestly, is like – how you play your role. Like, what's your role? If you're an inside mid and you're meant to be distributing it, like, get it going our way, that's fine. I think get it going, I
1: think what you said there, get it going your way. In If
0: you're an outside winger, you need to be higher than 60%. Correct. If you are not, if you don't have any pressure on you, you need to be delivering to the forwards, you need to be connecting inside 50. I would look at parts of the ground efficiency. Hmm. If from the middle clearance contested situations sixty eight percent who gives a shit? If forward fifty under little or no pressure you can't connect with forwards and that's low that's an issue. But if if out in space you can connect that's fine. Like you're gonna miss targets. I don't think it's a big. I don't think that's a barometer of good players. Just my opinion.
1: No, I, I agree, and I think that's where you sort of we get caught up in numbers sometimes.
0: Um, we'll talk about West Coast and Fremantle as we go through the games. Last one off the top, Skeeter, Twilight Grand Final. So the Melbourne-Richmond game is this evening.
1: 525 PM. Which
0: we'll be watching. Um, Absolutely. Maybe a root stout for me and just a couple of waters for Skeeter. But apparently the word has come out that the AFL is using this as a model for a Twilight Grand Final. Uh, and, and can they uh, put on a you know, uh, extravaganza, like Perth were able to do here for the Melbourne Western Bulldogs grand final, like good luck, I would have thought, uh, but they want to see if it can work. We, we know it can
1: work. <laughs> it's going to, I mean, they play night footy or twilight footy over in Melbourne regularly, so I'm not quite sure, they they put on a great show, the That's MCG, there, there's no question. 5.25, no, is that a bit later than what they? Th- I think they'd have it for grand final? I would have thought more that 4.30 sort of maybe 5 o'clock. What time was the grand final here? When I can't um, remember, was it? It was around 5 o'clock. Anyway, yeah. it was a twilight, you're right, for us. And it was in the night time. The, I think what breaks down to as well, the TV networks, notably Seven, who've got the, the grand final, they want to get more eyeballs. And the best way to do that is to play it later in the day and and keep your audience going up until 8, nine, ten o'clock at night. So that that's in part the doing. I'm not against a, a twilight grand final. Um, Never am If someone am I. said to me, we're doing it day, Grandfather. For the next 10 years, I'd still be
0: happy. If you asked me to pick one, though, I'd say day. I don't know why. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go to war over it. Okay. Um, you want to get off the fence at all or give us one?
1: Oh, okay. A, a twilight, I quite like, but by the same token. No, you don't love the Twilight. If you, if you want to go to lunch, <laughs> imagine what shape some of the nuffy, Nuffies are in when they get to the footy. <laughs>
0: imagine the shape you'd be in when you get to the footy. <laughs> talking about Nuffies. what about? I reckon we really miss Thursday Night Footy this week. I, I missed sitting down and watching Thursday Night Footy. Absolutely. I'm not sure if I've done this on this show, but I've banged on about
1: Thursday night start of the week saying, why don't we have it? What's wrong with Thursday I night? I think the gather round, the short turnaround, but we haven't got it for six or seven weeks. So yeah, yeah. I, I, And obviously this weekend, we had Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So I get that. But yeah, I look, I think it should be like the NRL every Thursday, where possible. Maybe this one is an exception because of Anzac Day. Lock it in. It's the day that I think has, has emerged as outside of the, the, the regulation weekend. That is, This is the day, Thursday, that I think deserves to be going forward
0: um, locked and loaded. Uh, Port Adelaide defeat West Coast by 40 point skater. Oh, you know what? Let's have a little sting. Will Schofield, Mark Redding, Shot of Footy Cast. <music> Let's get into both West Australian teams. Port Adelaide defeat West Coast by 40 points. Look, this is part of the reason why the West Coast fans are... I don't think it's optimism, but it's... um, Not not complete pessimism. Yes, it's positivity in a way. Uh, Port Adelaide look like they're going to blow the game apart and West Coast are able to keep it within a respectable margin. So um, they win the second half or third quarter? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the key is that they've got... Beaten badly in the second
1: quarter, which yep. has happened two weeks in a row, Geelong got hold of them. And you're right; they, I think, they sort of uh, they won against Geelong in the second half, and they sort of squared the ledger against Port Adelaide. The question, I guess, you ask is, when you're up by you know 40 plus points, are you you're going for the jugular? I don't think Geelong did. I don't think Port did. But no, that'd be Melbourne detracting.
0: Didn't really. No, nah,
1: that'd be detracting a bit from what West Coast were trying to do. So, uh, look, the, the two obvious positives. I think um, Bailey Williams. Yeah, it just feels like since he was told or knew that Nick Nat was not going to come back in the short term, he he looks like he's more comfortable. Even though probably he's not a ruckman by nature, this is this is his go now. So he's been maybe given the license to to have eight, ten games whatever in the role well
0: as many as he likes because there's no you know I no. played with the other two on the weekend in Cal Jamison and Harry Barnett and both great blokes but um, Jamo 's in front of Barnett um, but Jamo only played 70 to 80 minutes so yep. he's probably got another game in the waffle Bailey Williams has put a stamp on it yeah. absolutely 37 hit outs so 21 disposals 13 clearances
1: no, well done to him. I've got to be honest. I was, I was a waver on him early this year. Well, the,
0: round one, round one, he was really poor, and mm. so it was Jamison and, and Williams, and, mm. and and they got touched up by the
1: Combin who yeah, also yeah.
0: You know, so like a, a forward, and, and you know um, Goldstein didn't play, no. and so they got towed up, and that they, they, they were soft around the footy, and they knew it. Um, Jamison got dropped because of it, he was subbed out and then dropped, and then Williams is really you know taking it. By the horns, and I've been really impressed with how he's been able to do. It means that if it, you know, if they did get a, you know, full time ruckman, if he's spending time as a forward and then coming into the ruck, he's a he's a proper ruckman. That's a perfect. I mean? It'd be look. Yeah. That's a great scenario to
1: have a ruckman come in, and you know, will they go just quickly to the mid season draft and try and get a Sam Naismith or a someone? Dare I say it like from the from the waffle? Well, or- they should. They should be very active in the mid season draft given their injury list. Yeah, and and the nice segue to that is. Given what happened in the mid-season draft, that was the other positive for me in terms of uh, performance on the yep. weekend. Jai Cully, four goals, uh, really unlikely forward, but he got himself into the right position. Um, over the last decade, we've been you know saying J K got the job done. Well, J C was the man on uh, Saturday. <laughs> J C J- has been busy over the last couple of weeks. Uh,
0: uh, East 2, of course, it was a couple of weeks ago.
1: Well, they, uh, JC might still be required uh, long term for the Eagles, just a bit of intervention <laughs> to get them away from the wooden spoon, which uh,
0: is still not a, a fatal. Well, it's pending. I mean, because we will talk, we'll talk about Hawthorne's game, but they're mm. they're looking, you know, I think more competitive than West Coast are at the moment. But yeah. West Coast have probably been playing better sides. Look, uh, another guy that you know, again, it it seems weird being so positive about a forty point loss, but Jake Waterman's year this year has been. Exceptional. Um, enjoyed his work around the footy. He has over twenty disposals and gets high and works hard and kicks goals. You, t- you tend to forget that when yeah. Darling, Kennedy, uh, uh, the Batman, and Robin... Yeah. And, and and then Allen's coming through. Allen's
1: there, obviously, and he's the other massive for the, for the Eagles this year again. Yeah. Twelve months out, comes back just doing. You he's know, kicked multiple goals in every game this season. He's kicked fourteen in total, which yep. is is a really good return. But yeah, Jake Waterman just feels like you know he loved JK being there, but he's got. He feels as if he's got a role now that he can get his teeth into it. He's, his tank's been really good, and we know that's always been the case. But no, I'm, I'm really wrapped for him because I'm sure he's gone through some periods in the last two or three years where he's thought, well, am I up to it? Can I find
0: consistency in my footy? Well, I think this is – hopefully this is the – that... It's evident. It's evident the years, right? Yeah, I mean, of course he's up to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rosie, for Port Adelaide, oh. he is a star. Like he, How's a footwork. I've always seen him and Butters as like the same player, and I know they're not. And I know I know them both even well. Even calling, yeah. it's like you think oh, they're, they're hang quite on. similar, but Rosie is a lot better than Butters. And and Butters is a great player too. Like uh, he does some really nice stuff. But Rosie is starting to move into that category of really high end midfielders. Like some of the stuff he was able to do, get space when there's no space. If we're talking about efficiency, but by foot he's very good. But you're right. The space where yeah. there's no space, yeah. and I don't know if you've played with.
1: Players of that ilk. I'm trying to think of guys like Judd had more that Kerr. Acceler- Kerr,
0: acceleration through stoppage. But you're saying Kerr, Kerr. Kerr's the guy. The, the shimmy. There's bang, bang, bang. Like yeah. a little step. So, um, Luke Shuey. Luke is yeah. another guy like that. So, I mean, Finlayson kicks five and they get done. Tom Baras was <clears throat> better and, and I thought held up quite well. But Port Adelaide get the job against uh, West Coast. Yes. Just let me touch on Luke Shuey briefly. Yes. Uh, He'll miss more weeks, and uh, he won't be back next week. No,
1: of course he subbed off, and it looked bad. He came back.
0: I saw his ankle uh, yesterday. Got a bit of the footy, so no, it's no good.
1: You, is it ligament damage potentially? I don't know. It looks like he doesn't have an ankle. It's oh, just really? like a balloon. That's no good. Um, and look, here is a bloke. He must. He must be thinking to himself, is it? You know, he played 17 last year, so I got to put that at the back in your mind. But he, he just can't. Get any continuity in his footy now. I don't know if that's bad luck. Then put Elliot, be... Elliot Yo and Jeremy McGovern in, in that basket. Oh, too. totally. But do they? Do blokes just trying to get into what they're thinking at the moment? Do, do guys like that think, well, if this continues for the rest of the year,
0: then I've got to ask the question, or the club will ask the question. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. And like and and Luke Shuey and these sorts of guys are big enough to say, I can't do this anymore. I don't know where his mindset's at, but. You know, I think that's where you can be a little critical of West Coast, right? They can't get their best; those three guys are probably their best three players, aren't they? Yo McGovern, Yo yeah. McGovern, most credentialed, yeah. Sh- Shuey. yeah, and and Nick Nannui would be in there, but he's aging. I would say those three guys are their very best players, and they haven't been able to get them on the park. So say what you like, I've I've you know I've deflected a fair bit of the injury news, but they can't get them on the park. If you can't get your best players on the park, you can't win. That's
1: but is that the fault of the strength and conditioning, or or is it the the blatant obvious which is staring us in the face that these guys. Their bodies and through no fault of their own just can't handle the rigors of a footy anymore. Oh, I, don't I don't know. Don't know. I don't not know. Much.
0: You see senior guys, you know, like like over Monday players. You know, it's there's guys that can do it and guys no,
1: that No, but can't. their bodies just their, their bodies aren't allowing them to. So perhaps I mean, the oh, decision will know. be taken out of their hands by the fact that they say, Well, you know, I just can't go through another twelve months like
0: this. Maybe. Western Bulldogs uh, defeat the Fremantle Dockers by forty nine points. Big win in the end. She's how good their mids and the... You talk about contested footy yep. and the bont. Uh, three Brownlow votes to me. Although Treloar was outstanding as well. Yeah, Trelaw was very good. Uh, he'll be coming up on Back Chat this week, Skater. Very good chat to him during the week. Look, he he set it up from the midfield for the Bulldogs. But I thought it started before that. Uh, there's been some talk about it in the media. I saw Justin Longmuir question about it in the, in the, in the uh, post-game presser about the targeting of Roy Lobb by the players. I love it. I love the targeting of players. Like I think you've got to do it, but if you do it, you have to back it up. Like that. I always used to love doing it because it used to get me in a mindset of you know, all right, we're going. Like, but okay. So when you go back and say
1: you used to love doing it, obviously it's it's not a it's a specified time and player. Yeah. Give a certain example of a player that you might have physically thought he'll get ruffled by this, and I'll do
0: it. Um, Oh, like. You know, um, Ben Brown, I used to do it regularly on.
1: As opposed to Buddy. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Aaron Norton, I did it to him as a young guy. Um, he got reported halfway through the third for whacking me. As opposed to Buddy. I would not touch Buddy. <laughs> I would not speak to Buddy. I would not look at him. I would polish his boots if he needed it. You just stay out of his way. Because, you know, there's guys that you do it. And to be really honest, Rory Lobb be right up there. I've done it to Rory Lobb before. He doesn't handle it very well. And... And whether or not it was such a build-up and he was prepared or whatever it was, he's a nice guy. The, the, the nice guys are the ones you want to go for. The guys that come across as those really nice, really like Ben Brown, right? Like seems he like, like a lovely charity, boy. lovely guy. But on the footy field, like who gives a shit, right? Yeah, That's that, fair that, game. Yeah, correct. So Rory Lobb would be the same thing. But I think because of the build-up, he was ready for it. Fremantle targeted him. Looked like it was led by Alex Pierce. Justin Longmiller says it wasn't an issue. I can tell you right now, it was. It was, pre- it was premeditated. It was premeditated. They talked about it. They did it. They didn't back it up. And, and they didn't start well again. And they didn't play well. You can't say that it was an isolated incident. I saw Justin Longmiller speak about it, like, isolated. It wasn't because they didn't play well. And, and, and let me give you another example of
1: the, the lob fascination. Was There was an incident in their, for, in their uh, forward line, the Bulldogs. Yep. And they were getting stuck into lob. A high kick, I forget the player, it might have been Trelaw. anyway, it it went about 50 metres up in the air, the ball hit the deck, in fact Trelaw kicked the goal from it, not one Dockers defender got a fist on it, this is left of screen, Western Bulldogs win the ball, kick a goal, in that circumstance, you could tell the Dockers defenders had been preoccupied with what was happening with Rory. It's a mindset thing. Whatever the mindset was, it was off, it was poor, and... uh, yeah, there's that. That was you're right. That was you need to use. The, well, you go. Sorry. No, that
0: that was the that was the crux of you, the the way they went about it. Was if you're going to target someone, you need to target them, and you need to use that to get you in a space to perform. Not target them because you don't like them, and you're going to teach them a lesson by bumping them off the ball. Like that doesn't do anything. Like bumping off the ball, and what Frio did to Lob would have done nothing to him. Like that doesn't do anything. What would do something to him is right, go down, stand in position, don't shake his hand, don't look at him. If he tries to be nice to you, don't say a thing to him. And then as the ball's about being bounced, just smash him in the back of the ribs and just get and be like, You're in for and just whisper, well, in, his, he- whisper in his ear, Yeah, you're in a heart you're in for a hard day today, Rory. Like get into his mind and then the first contest, smash him. That that would do something. Or well, giving him away a free kick. Absol- absolutely smash him and be like even if he gets a free kick, be like You wear that. You're gonna yeah, you're gonna you're gonna cop that all day, mate. Not not this bullshit before the game. That doesn't do anything. Well, well doesn't re- doesn't you know what it reminded it me of for the
1: Bulldogs who got stuck into Michael Gardner at the Western Oval all those years ago. <laughs> do you remember
0: that? <laughs> that wasn't no, that wasn't the Jack No, that was Frio.
1: Yeah, no, but it was definitely Gardner. The dogs came at him pre-game, but yeah, it backfired and I, seriously, I can understand the frustration from Freo supporters. They are filthy at uh, at the way their team is performing. Um, And I'm sure the club is as well. They put the template out a couple of years ago about, you know, top four finishes, winning a flag. And I like that. Don't get me wrong. I really like that. And I think Simon Gallagher deserves credit because I hate clubs. Oh, we'll just take it. You know, we're not going to put ourselves out there. They've done that. They can't win the flag this year. No, they definitely can't. Hmm. But the question is for me, with Luke Jackson in the fold, and he'll be a good player, as you said, is it going to the draft table next year is going to be, at the end of this season, it's going to be difficult.
0: Where they are right now on the ladder, I think they've given uh, Melbourne pick three or something for uh, Jackson or pick four for they're Jackson. Jackson. They're, they're actually behind where they were last year. Which is disappointing. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Footy Cast. Now, we don't have every game to review, Skeeter, because there's no. a couple of games coming up. We'll get into those at the back end, but we'll go through the games that have played. Brisbane defeat GWS by 21. Uh, who did you pick for Freo Bulldogs, by the way? I took Freo. I tipped Freemantle. Fremantle Fremantle yeah, why yeah. did we do that because playing at home they'd beaten the Gold Coast Bulldogs had fallen away against Port um, yeah, was, but- I'm done with them I'm done I said I was done to ACO they win and I got back on yeah. done I'm done I'm not getting picked again this year until until I win <laughs> Until I win well. Until <laughs> I win well. Until I see some signs of improvement. And we picked Port Adelaide as well. Uh, Brisbane, GWS. Who do we pick there? Both picks. Brisbane. I'll, Brisbane, you know what, dude, I'll just give you a quick story. I had uh, the Giants, so at uh, plus, uh, plus 20 and a half. <laughs>
1: plus 20 and a half. You know, what <laughs> you, got, you know what they got beaten by, don't you? You know what they got beaten by? Oh 21. Oh, my God. 21. Do and you want a bet ever? I have one bet, but I'm finding ways to get rolled.
0: And, um, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it just doesn't hit him. Um So, I, like, it was a closer game than maybe it looked. I thought Brisbane were pretty much in charge of this in game. In control. Char- uh, Charlie. Char- Charlie. Came seven. He kick- I heard something. Eddie Betts said he texted him. He wanted ten. Um, he kicked seven. He kicked seven two or seven three, maybe. Uh, one of them out of his absolute ass. Like, Like, he meant it, but when you mean something... You know, like you hope, you're hope, you hoping, hoping mm. that happens. Mm. Like that little soccer goal would we'll probably win goal of the year. Probably will. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah I don't know. Know, but who knows, given the way it's been judged at the moment, and I'm just going to digress speaking of the, the Giants, Harry Himmelberg, mm. the week before, didn't get marked way took the mark of the round, a match-winning mark in essence, didn't even get the mark of the round. Who got it? Waitman did. Waitman it? did. It. So who knows? It's a vote. It's a joke. Um, but the Brisbane Lions, I know it's not much. They haven't, what did they beat? Hawthorne. Who did they beat last week in Adelaide? Um, whoever they beat in Adelaide and yes. they gather around and now another victory they are starting to just build nicely they've still got I think um, proved their form in Melbourne but they're they're on the move and their midfield um, we know that Lockie Neal's numbers are down a bit but that's because Ashcroft Dunkley are yep. starting to win their footy and help them out so it's a different looking setup for Brisbane but um, I think and up to Gabba they won't lose a match this year, I don't think. During the home and away season, they're just too good. Haven't they already lost one? Yeah, they have. Did they? <laughs> did they lose <laughs> yeah, one? I'm pretty sure they did.
0: Who they lose up to the Gabba? I'm sure they did. They, I think they I'm did. I'm did they? Sure yeah sure? Absolutely.
1: I don't think they did. They be Melbourne. Maddie's round in here. Two. He's going
0: to look it up for us right now. Who who they lose to at the Gabba? I, you say, so? You say they didn't. I, say I don't. They have. But my memory is just about short, and I haven't been drinking, so this is a concern. <laughs> <laughs> who do they lose to the Gabba? I don't know. We'll, have we'll come back on it. Let's see if the boys can find it. Uh, Geelong defeats Sydney by 93 points. Look, I you know I know I've heard, I've spoke to a few people over the weekend. Geelong are back. Look, I the, what's the update? It means you're wrong. I'm
1: right. They haven't been beaten. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, they beat Melbourne early on, and then yeah, they beat Collingwood. Oh,
0: they beat Melbourne. That's right. And they beat Collingwood there. Yes. Easter right.
1: Thursday. So they're actually going fine. But you've been bitching and moaning about because I picked going... them for the premiership. And I've tipped them down in Melbourne twice, and they burnt <laughs> me. So, but I'm back on,
0: baby. Oh right, well, I, you know I think people think Geelong are back on, baby. But I I'm still not convinced. 93 points against Sydney. I look okay, great. It's a massive beat up, but you got to understand this Geelong psyche, right? And they do it all the time. They do it for milestone games. They get up for the player. They do it for big moments because they're 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 older. They need these motivational tools, yeah. right? And and they've unveiled the flag. The four premiership captains were there: Harley Ling, uh, Selwood, and I'm I'm forgetting the older um, premiership captain of Geelong, like. They knew it was a big moment. They're meant to be unveiling the stadium, which is still not built because they got their steel from Qatar, Skater <laughs> Is so, that right? Yeah, they didn't get Qatar? They, <laughs> not from Saudi Arabia, <laughs> but Qatar. The World Cup was played in Qatar. Yeah, Sega Skeeter. Skater. Uh, so they they they're delayed in that. Sydney literally didn't have seven of seven of their top seven key defenders playing. They had they had Callum Mills, their captain. But he is an inside midfielder playing on Tom Hawkins in the goal square, with Blakely. They played two blokes on Tom Hawkins, so yeah. it's just it's irrelevant, completely irrelevant. They didn't have Rampy, they didn't have McCartens. Um, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I don't think you could look at it either way.
1: But having said that, if you're Geelong, um, given their start, you're going to take it. You take it, and you're going to be able to build from that. Mitch Duncan cleared. Um, it, it, that was an interesting one. Chris Scott wanted to address
0: that at the end of his presser. How, how did? Sorry. I don't know why I'm not spoken about. It. How has Brayshaw and Duncan got off? I'm, I'm I'm serious. Oh Brayshaw, I think going back to Friday night with Someone the was pushed him. To him. <coughs> apparently the
1: contact was it Walters. Someone uh, they, pushed. There the was there to was him. that was the, the consideration put oh, in by. I, I think the it's the right call. I, I think yeah, I, I would like to see him. But play is it consistent?
0: Way. No, not at all. Isn't the head meant to be? Aren't we meant to be protecting the head? Like because these tackles that happen, things can happen in these tackles that aren't. To your control, and you know, a player gets an arm stuck, or a player doesn't quite get his hand out, and he hits his head. That's the same as someone getting pushed. But they're, they're pinging guys for slinging the tackle, and then if someone gets hit in a contest, they're not protecting their head. It doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah. Well, Jonas gets a week for electing to bump, which, and he the head clash
0: with Duncan. Duncan elected the, dun- to bump. Yeah. So just because Fox is tripping over. Look, all these ones I think shouldn't be. I, didn't, I don't think Jonas should have been suspended either. Like, I think Why? that's. Like, because he's hit him shoulder to shoulder and they've clashed heads. Like, I understand the ruling. Yeah. I don't understand the ruling. But, like, I think overall, I don't think that should be a suspension. But they're trying to protect the head. So, yes, that should be a week. Duncan should be a week. Brayshaw should be a week. Any of the dangerous tackles should be a week. That'd be pretty clear, wouldn't it? Problem is. Hit the head, get a week. Talked about
1: the bump. Tough to adapt given the circumstances of the head, and now with the tackle, you almost try not to bring the player to ground. Or if you do, you're going to, yeah, you're going to put yourself in danger if you don't do it absolutely correctly. The big question out of this game is: Is Jeremy Cameron going to kick 100 goals? He's on track for it. It's, 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 a, it's a, That's a, if you said that to me last year with the way footy was being played, you'd have no chance. but no. Uh, boy, He's a. he's he, here's, here's a more reasonable question, I think, Scully. <laughs> no, no, no hundred goals. Is is in the mix. Outrageous, but yeah. yeah. Could he win the brown line? I mean, for
0: Geelong, who, who's taking votes off him? Midfield mate? is obviously going to be. I mean, but, you're going
1: to have Nick Dakos as the, the favourite at da, the moment. Dangerfield is there,
0: arguably better. Like he played a very good game on the weekend. Dangerfield, so he's the sort of guy that's in front of it. But the way Jeremy Cameron's kicking his goals, they're eye catching. He's not just getting a mark in the goal scorer nah. out the back. He's slotting them from fifty from the boundary the run. from snaps on the run. Like, they're good goals. Yeah. Do, do you, know what I mean? you know the difference? You know, the guy just copping it out the back, little handball over the top. It doesn't mean anything. But these five goals are great. He's taking bulk marks. He's getting up the ground. He's getting in front of umpire's eyes. Look, he'd certainly be up there right now. He probably won't win it, though, let's be honest. Just forwards struggle to get the three votes, don't they? They do. They don't struggle as much as Bachman do, but um, (laughs) Jeremy Cameron will be going just nicely, I think. He kicks five, Hawkins kicks five. It's a big game for Geelong. Adelaide defeat Hawthorne. Three (laughs) points in the end. Yeah, I was actually calling Waffle. I didn't see it, but I do know that uh, Isaac
1: Rankin kicked an absolute ripper late in the game, and Darcy Fogarty... Darcy Fogarty kicked the game. game Nailed it. They were were down by two goals, basically. Yeah, they were in a world of pain. And it's a big win. I know... They probably didn't play at their best. They've been up for a while. They had the showdown. They had Carlton. So they've they've that win over Carlton they were built build themselves up for that on Thursday night footy. So to go to Launceston, whatever you think about Hawthorne, uh, they are tougher to beat there. They yeah, play correct. better footy there. So um that that's a big win for the Crows, who I think now should be looking at playing finals. I think I think they are well placed to, to get back to September, which would be a huge uh, tick for, for Matty Nix.
0: Um <laughs> The top four for mine at the moment on the ladder. Yeah, could it, you? It's outrageous. St Kilda, Essendon, Collingwood, Adelaide. Adelaide's sitting there. I know that. Uh, can it change? No. They're going to be top four at the end of this round. Adelaide are in the top four. That's. I mean, hats off to everyone in Adelaide. Everyone at St Kilda. Everyone in Essendon made made most people look like absolute idiots. Um, I've just had. An, I, I did check the ladder on my um phone. Just had a bit of an update. Uh, big Jaden. Apparently your lights are on, mate. Genuine, genuine request. You know that. Have the van turned off? Okay, Dan might be able to do that. Flat for Flat battery. Yeah, correct. I've had a text from my neighbour. Uh, number plate, and I won't read it out. You have your lights on. It's like the announcer that goes out the <laughs> MCG. Uh, look, I mean, I've just been really impressed by Adelaide, but Hawthorne, I was so close to picking Tasmania. Uh, uh, Hawthorn in yeah. Tassie, like they. You know, how you ask like, what do they do in Tasmania? I don't know. I still don't know, but they play it well. They they do great things. And it was Adelaide's first win in Launceston since 2005. Remember I spoke. Yeah, and how many times have they played it? I think this is their second game since 2005. (laughs) Uh, Look, four in a row from the Crows. You can't speak much more highly than that. You can only beat who's in front of you and they're going absolutely beautifully. Hawthorne, though, as I said off the top, they're looking more competitive against decent sides than a West Coast is and a North Melbourne. I think we're starting to see North Melbourne's true colours. Like They're not going to be a good side this year. No. Um, So, look the tanking chat at the start of the year I think we can put that in the bin now for Hawthorne they're yeah. trying to win
1: games of footy Sam Mitchell uh, boundary side when the final siren sounded uh, that's not a guy that was happy to, to concede
0: St Kilda defeat Carlton by 22 points oh, by the he? way we both
1: picked Hawthorne uh, sorry both picked Adelaide yes we, we? did
0: Did I, I, think, I think I'm think i on I think I'm on if two games to go I think I'm on at least six See, I, I think I got one wrong I got the 3 wrong well that's the only one I've got yeah. wrong oh, yeah, so are too ahead of Okay, thank you, Skater. Thank you for the update. <laughs> St Kilda v Carlton. This is a big game. I um, uh, heard Ross Lyon speak before this game um, about you know how he'd spoken to the players, and he said he built it up. It was a big game for them to play Carlton. Who look, I don't think before the season people thought it, but if you if you look at their lists and their position of their teams, like they're probably in pretty similar areas. They're not rebuilding. They've got a side there. They've got players that can play a role. They've got some high talent on their list. St Kilda probably, you know, from a list perspective, lower than Carlton is right now. But I think they're in similar stages. They haven't had great success of late and they're trying to get into that upper realm. And St Kilda saw Carlton as a as a good side and they played they played well. You called this game, didn't you? No. No, I didn't call this game, but I have looked at some of the numbers here
1: and what Carlton did. They had eighty plus more possessions than St Kilda. They had, I think, the top four disposal getters on the ground. Chera had 39. Chera, Cripps, uh, Walsh. Yep. So they they had the footy. Acres. but Akers had a lot. Akers had a lot of it. Bottom line is, it's St Kilda's efficiency, just absolutely. And they have a way of being able to just shut down teams. And Ross, is he's a genius. He, he's coach of the year thus far by that far. Although Brad Scott's doing a terrific job, uh, given where they've come from. But Ross Linewalk with what he's doing, it's just extraordinary. And as we keep saying, the players have bought in um, Mason Wood spoke about it after the game yesterday.
0: Um, and that's that's a huge um, compliment to what Ross has done since he's been there. I, I think it's on the back of this back line. I think. Um, yeah, Wilkie and Wilkie Battle. Like, they held down Mackay and, and Kerno to four goals between them. Mackay. Oh, <sighs> I don't know why he's copy. I don't know why he's not copy more criticism about the way he goes about his goal. His goal kicking. I, mean, I mean, he's a Commonwealth so. medalist, yeah. and he's snapping the ball from forty out and slight angles. Like was he the one that nearly hit the roof? Yeah, I don't know what he's what, what. They clearly practice it, right? So the argument always goes, and I've heard Jason Dunstall speaking about like yeah, all bad. I kicked mm. a goal on the weekend. It was a very nice set shot, it was but thirty five str- out straight up in front. and It could have been seventy. Uh, but don't take it from me how to kick goals. Jason Dunstall, one of the greatest of all time. So I just keep everything straight, walking a straight line. I've heard Tony Lockett speaking about it as well. Tony Lockett, I mean guys like Gary Buchanan, Lockett. That Dunstall. is one thing about the game that hasn't changed. The game has changed significantly, right? In so many positive ways. Yeah, running and and hard hits and and the way the game's played and stoppage where all this stuff. Goal kicking is just goal kicking. It's a closed skill. It really is. Like it's, you know, yes, there's there's some fatigue. Yes, there's some scoreboard and and audience um, crowd pressure. Maybe some weather pressure, but effectively it's a close skill. Take the mark, free kick, go back thirty seconds, take a set shot. <clears throat> I, I, he should be getting more criticism than he is. You can't be you can't be doing that as a common medalist and, and a leader of that team and, and butchering the ball in front of goal. Uh, totally, and I, th- I think I
1: said earlier this year that, that those two big boys Kurnow and McCoy, might get Carlton into the finals, but they almost, almost so much costs them a final. You, you wouldn't have. Kick. I'd have Kerno in front of
0: Mackay for kicking for your life.
1: I'd have neither of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, in all honesty, I mean, it's be right. Mackay, he he. Whether it's a whether he's got to go through a, a new new approach to his goal kicking, or it's a he mentally he gets he can because if he, he's got the 40-40 out. In front. Could be a goal, Not Michael Could at be any. It. It's
0: just the unpredictability must just do the head in of uh, Michael Voss. Uh, that would do – I'll tell you who to do the head in. Backman at Carlton. That that would be – because you work so hard, you finally get a set shot on goal. It's time to relax and yeah. set up. We'll set up. But some guy – you know, Josh Kennedy's getting a set shot. And you're like, well, we'll set up. But this is token. Like, he's kicking this yeah. nine times out of ten. Every, you'd be, just be on it as Backman you'd just be going oh, hopefully he kicks this if not we'd be a good spot <laughs> it's a lottery it. it's yeah. a lottery
1: that's, so that's a bit like Carlton at the moment who uh, let's be honest soft run in fixture wise this year to start off with Are They, when they've been challenged against Better sides, as it turns out, being St Kilda, being Adelaide,
0: they haven't come up to the, the yep. task. I agree. Gold Coast defeat North Melbourne by 43 and an absolute battle of kings of the game, Gold Coast and North Melbourne. What a ball terrible game this yeah, was. Yeah, but
1: it's an important one for Stewie
0: Jew, wasn't it? Because they, if oh. they drop that, then he was just he about, about done. He almost yeah. gets sacked in the middle of the season. And he's just about, but, about done. But also in saying that, this proves absolutely nothing, right? No. Look, that doesn't... No.
1: I mean, Todd Goldstein, 300. Yeah. Um, uh, congratulations to him. That's a, and as you know, having played 194... Yeah, that is a magnificent achievement. Player. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Three hundred. I mean, I was,
0: I was surprised to an extent. Like, like three hundred, mate. He's only a, the hundred. The, he was the one hundredth player to ever do it. Yeah, and that's not a lot of players, mate. Like that's that's over the top, journey. That's top, that's top tier stuff. And you know, hats off to him. He, he's been around for about the same time as I have, and and um, you know, great two
1: I saw. Go Miller injured, injured.
0: knee injury, so um, mm. they'll be having scans today, i will be finding out that, but it didn't look good, he couldn't put, put pressure on it, and, um, you know, they've tried to be, put a bit of a positive spin on it, but it, it didn't look great. Um, uh, interestingly, Sheezal, the, the favourite in the NAB Rising star, was tagged by Holman, he's come off the back of five 30 touch games in a row, and he had 11 disposals, so, you know, I, th- I think those sorts of players, um, I don't think he plays that much differently to a day course. I mean, that's, Dacos is a, is a tier above. More dynamic, is But it? you can tag players. You can tag players out of games. I know you, you've right. seen this a few times. You can t- Holman's the sort of guy to do it. You need a player like Holman. Doesn't care about how many touches he gets. Sacrifice your game. Why didn't
1: Ross Lyon do it then? Because he's like interesting. Don't know. 42
0: touches. So maybe maybe they think... I'm not sure what they're thinking about. He's effective though. He sets goals up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why Ross didn't do it. Anyway, but that's we've watched- why you and I are not coaches of <laughs> AFL teams, and we have spent about forty-five
1: seconds or a minute longer than we should have on the Gold Coast, North <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, let's get into some, a couple of previews. Mark readings, Will Schofield, shoulder footy FootyCast, and make sure you're thinking about the clangor of the week, yeah. Thank you, skater. While I'm going through these, because uh, I've got, I've got one, I've got one that we've already spoken about, and. Maybe you can have a think about another, but we'll see how we go. Um, previews. Melbourne-Richmond tonight, 525 MCG. I'm looking forward to this one. I think it'll be a good one. Richmond's only won one game on the year. Do you know that? No, well... They've won one game. And Did you know that? Drawn one. Yeah. That's not a win, is it? No, so it's... it's well... <laughs> People
1: said and you know, Karen and Wilson and a lot of people said, Oh, they're gonna reload and You're
0: claiming this one, aren't you? I'm actually claiming that Richmond No, no, you're claiming that Mark Redding said this was this was gonna happen. They're gonna fall off the cliff. Yeah, you
1: well I think teams have shown that they, you know Yeah. Get get to that. And because of the success they've had, um they've tasted it. they are older.
0: No. Nah, I, I they could I reckon it could be uh, and, and the injuries haven't helped Damien Harbick either. No, they haven't. Um so both lost last week. Um Melbourne struggled under the pressure of an Essendon side that you know is proving to be a good side in the competition. To begin, say this for tonight. Yeah, so um, Jake Lever comes in, Max Gorn comes in, Michael Hibbard comes in. So they're three really big players for yeah, them. Absolutely, I and think course, Max Gorn spends a fair bit of time forward. That's, yeah, and let Grundy
1: continue yeah. just to, to get him back. I think that's a really good call. Um, Jaden Short returns for the
0: Tigers. Yeah, he's a big in. He's yeah, a good player. He's in. Um, I think Richmond are the sort of side that could do what Essendon did. They're a pressure side. They haven't been up to it, but they are the sort of team, given the quality that they have, I think they can put the pressure required But I think what you've
1: seen from every Richmond performance this year, even going to the Bulldogs, uh, they had a really huge, I think, second quarter. They have a quarter against the Swans. The last term, they've a bit like the Eagles, I suppose, or teams that aren't performing that well. Yep. They have quarters where they just uh, go missing in action.
0: Collingwood, uh, happy? who are we picking? Uh, tipping Melbourne. Did we pick this before? I don't know if we picked We probably it have. Melbourne. I'm picking Melbourne yeah, too. Yeah, me too. Uh, Collingwood v. Essendon, 120 Tuesday MCG, Anzac Day clash. This is shaping as one of the biggest Anzac Day clashes that I can remember. Yeah, well, really? Can you,
1: you remember, well, you said first time Essend, um, nearly 20 years,
0: both in the top four. Nearly 20 years since that's happened. That's Needless to say, you're right. That's why there's
1: uh, a bit on this. I think the weather's going to be half decent. Uh, so, no. Oh, look, I, I think Collingwood... Zach Merritt's a massive loss. That's, you know, in terms of what he... Brings in the midfield. Um, I'm still. I'm bullish on Collingwood have been, but they're being stretched a bit. You're right with the ruck situation, McStay. Yeah, they're they're probably as vulnerable as what they have been through the course of the year. Do you, do you buy that or not?
0: Yeah, like I'm kind of thinking twofold. Bombers will have been right up with that win over Melbourne. Like they would have built themselves up to win that game. And sometimes you can get a big drop off on the back end of that. And Collingwood, like they've got, they've got some genuine. Um, adversity with their tools They're not available But mm. I, th- I think they've proven Over the last 12 months That they can find a way to win And that's that's kind of How you would summarise Collingwood, right? It's like they, they find a way to win um, There's not too many changes degoey um, missed last week So he'll come in He's a big in um, They might look at Kruger if you remember him, he's sort of, Josh Kruger. Yeah, Josh Kruger. So they've they've got guys that can come in, but there's not a lot of changes on Essendon's side either. So um, Merritt go, goes out. He's a big game player um, in the past, and he I saw him on social media put up how disappointed he was to be given a week at the tribunal. You don't see that too often, but he put actually a little post out and he really? of, like I said he was really disappointed not to be playing in the Anzac Day clash. So um, who do you think wins this one? Uh, well, given neither of us Essendon at the start of the season. You, you're clearly
1: coming around and the, the evidence is there. They're playing better footy. Uh, yes. But Collingwood's a better side.
0: They um, win. All right, very good. I pick Collingwood as well. That's it. Done and dusted. We've got a couple. We've got a question from a listener. And the Thirsty Camel Clanger of the Week coming after this. Will Schofield, Mark Redding, Footy Cast. The Thirsty Camel Clanger of the Week, Skeet. I'm going to give you one of them, and I've got another one. And I've just thought of it, actually. Uh, very good. Very um, good. Rory Lobb, I think the, the Fremantle Docker um, obsession with Rory Lobb cost them the game in the end. I think that's the clanger of the week, thanks to the Thursday Camel. Oh, like well, I disagree. Well, I, well, I thought you were looking for something a bit skew-if. Yeah, a you bit, give yeah.
1: us a skew-if one. No, no, i, I trust something personally. Cause I've normally got one a week that I stuff up around uh, the house or something. But <laughs> um, Thursday Camel, yeah, I do agree with that. I don't think it cost them the game, to be honest with you. Uh, right. they, they were beaten by it. That'd be, that'd be paying the Bulldogs a disservice. They were were outstanding from the start and deserved to win. But you're right; it's a clanger, a blue, um, and for thirsty camel, I'm happy to uh, happy to roll with that one, Scott. You did
0: actually remind me of the text message that you sent on Monday that I didn't read out on the last show, and I'm going to read it out. You up, um, So this man. has come in from an anonymous source. No, um, it didn't. It didn't come from an anonymous source. Uh, if we're going to be honest, it came from my daughter Olivia. Who... I was getting. I was getting. Well, I was going to say. Dad has been complaining. I don't know who this is about. Dad has been complaining about tyre pressure being really bad the last few weeks. He's called Kia to ask why the pressure keeps going down even after he's put air into the tyres. So, Dad asked Mum to go with him yesterday to fill them up. Mum starts putting air in, and Dad goes, Why aren't you holding the silver latch now? Mum goes, Because that releases the air. So basically, Dad thinks he's been stopping at the servo, putting air into the tyres, but really... (laughs) He's been letting them <laughs> out. He's been letting out of the time. Oh. There you go. There's your Thirsty Camel, camel clanger of the, of the Month.
1: And Scoey's back is absolutely seizing oh, now that he's oh. laughing
0: so hard. I, I, I think they might listen to this. I've got one little last one for the Thirsty Camel clanger of the Week. And don't run out of your favors. You can grab your shelters at any of the Thirsty Camels around this great state. Uh, I just want to give a big shout-out to the East Fremantle Sharks, Fans behind the oh the verbal behind the uh, the Laker the Lathlane end um, down at Perth Stadium uh, down at Lathlane Park whatever it's called Mineral Resources Park um, third quarter walked down there on the apps to me uh, first one I, I just gave him a stare down there was a there was a young girl kid involved in it so I thought I won't yeah. you know I won't don't tell me to f off no <laughs> correct I just left him I just gave him a stare and a laugh and a wave kind of thing G- giving it to me it was good. Walked up, they kicked a goal, came back there. What do you think of that one, you? Like, giving it to me. And I, so I said something like, I'm pretty sure that you're allowed to come out on the ground at three quarter time. Why don't you come out to the huddle and have a chat? That was my first. And then, bang, they kicked another goal, came back, and they're like, absolutely giving it to me. And so I start giving it back. I was like, that's enough. I start giving it back. I'm spraying it. And so, hang on, who's your surround opponent you're on? Um,. 24. It wasn't Juppie it yeah, was, Jansen, yeah. Jansen, yep. yeah. So Jan, Juppie, Juppie's a bit of fun, yeah. So Jan, no, no, they had no input whatsoever. I'm giving it back, right? And it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I said, All right, all right, then Fucking watch this turn around center clearance. Like, I just, I just, you know, I was gonna smash someone, I was just gonna do something to fire them up. Ball comes out, and I took that mark. Oh, that was the moment. That's the moment I took the mark. Dan's got all this on video. Dan was next to the fans when it happened. I've taken the mark. I didn't even look back. I knew this was the moment. Went back, smashed it through the goals. Celebrated with my my teammates for about four seconds, but my real priority was to get back down to the goal square and just absolutely... fucking give it to him, and I gave him every bit of it I'm pointing at him and giving it to him. anyway we're 100 points down so it didn't really matter to <laughs> did they cop it sweet the thirsty camel clanger of the week no they kept coming at me but that's, uh, talk about it on 6PR I'll probably talk about it on the shelter footy car so if they are listening stick it up your ass
1: and just quickly, I've got a shout out as well um, at the clubhouse I was hosting something for free I was heading racing to do the Anzac service yes. got pulled uh, up by a lady who said love to get a photo with you I thought oh, this is great you know channel 7 6PR no <laughs> Love you and scoey on back chat. I'm gonna email Scully to say, look, we've caught up, and uh, she's actually she was beside with the show. And, she was beside and, herself that she got to meet Mark Reddings from the Shelter. Footy after 30 years in the media, and they all want to talk about is this stupid podcast you and I did. What, what
0: is this? What is this? Say, do you think it's a positive thing I'm on your career? I'm finding a
1: new audience. Uh, someone <laughs> under 40, maybe or 50, might be the go. I reckon that's what we're heading
0: towards. Now we got to finish off with this because it is a good question, Skeeter and I love our listener questions. So you can either hit us on Instagram, which is Shelter Footycast You can write back on the comments on YouTube or you can send us an email footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au Adam Hart writes in Skeeter with the ease it now seems you can be rubbed out for giving someone a head knock. Do you think it's time to revisit the discussion on making the Brownlow the best player in the comp and not the fairest and best player? No. I think it is. I think this is a bit of a... I, I, I really do think given how harshly I think... The AFL is going to need to protect the head. They're going to need to start suspending players for those actions that I spoke about earlier in the show, the Brayshaw one, the Duncan one. They've done the Jonas one. Their footy actions, they hit heads. Players, Tom Libertoria was knocked out. They're going to have to start suspending players. They are. Whether they're not doing it now, I don't know why, but they're going to have to. Otherwise, they're going to have... The first five favourites you're saying? Millions ineligible. and millions. Yeah, correct. And they're going to have millions and millions of lawsuits so they don't start suspending players for doing the wrong thing. I think they're going to have to start. There's going to be a player soon otherwise that wins the Brownlow medal that's been rubbed out. Yeah, well. And that's not a good thing.
1: I guess the the, the margin of error is going to be really narrow given what's happening with the rules. My And look, I'm going to go down a slightly similar path. I, I think this is a great argument now for, for us having a week's break between the prelim and the grand final. Because someone like Tom Liberatore, mm. let's say the Bulldogs are playing, that's the prelim final. Um, oh, yeah. It'll happen. It'll happen to a big name where there's a concussion in a, a prelim final. Pro, yeah. You cannot play in the grand final. For me, that's that's the key element. And I know the health and safety, but imagine you being concussed even on a, a lower level and you're ruled out of a grand final. You can't,
0: well, mate, you can't tell me that if it's just left to the clubs that... Um, Bonson-Powley, like Oliver, the best player, if they're touch and go, you can't... I'll tell you right now what they're doing. They're playing them. But but if you've been subbed out of the game... Yeah, but but there's guys that have been subbed out that are playing. Like, they have to enter the actual concussion protocol. Like... So, so, do you know what I mean? Like they, they but have... the, yeah. But by the same time, if, if someone's been... this is why the independent. This is about, yeah. this is another reason why the independent concussion expert needs to come in. I agree, seriously. Yeah. Um, uh shelter XBA X Factor. I'm taking over this one, Skater. Caleb Sarong, 37 touches, eight clearances. You want to give it to Jock Cully? Well, I was thinking, Jock, we haven't
1: been able to give it to too many Eagles over the journey. Oh, look, I've, I've got into bat today on on radio for Caleb Sarong and Carl's, and I've had a bit of a, a strong disagreement over this. No, I oh. I, I think.
0: Caleb Strong's having a really good year, and he was. Carl was banging on him about his nah, disposal efficiency. No, nah, you know what? You know what? Stuff him. Frio played like shit. I picked him. Bad luck, Caleb. We love you. We actually do love you here yeah, on yeah. Footy Cast. Jai Cully, you're having the slab. And he looks like a bloke that had drained the fuel as well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he best. used to uh, work at chicken ranch. Chicken or charcoal.
1: He did in, uh, and he's he's got that. How many headbands are out there in the AFL? The he's got
0: a headband. I had. Jaden head- Hunt's got a headband. I had a headband in my kit. Bag. Didn't I'm, wear it? No, nah, Brucey Dool didn't get the look of that. <laughs> no, absolutely not, Skeeter. Uh, that's done and dusted. I'm going to go lie down for a bit. I can barely speak. My, my spine's seizing up, Skeeter. It's been fun. Yep, I've been carrying you, so that's why like, uh, my back's been so. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more